When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. Joyce, we're back. Talking about some TCA award winners. Um, our first and maybe only set of TV winners for the rest of the year. Probably. How'd it look? You're, you're in TCA, right, Joyce? I am. Yeah. Um, they, I voted for the winners of most of these. Great. I don't think you would be shocked to hear that I voted for succession. No. So that won two. It won program of the year and drama. It's their third drama win. So it won three for four in drama. Great record. What um, one in for season only, one? What one for season one at TCA? Uh, Better Call Saul. So it it okay. uh, Succession did not win anything for season one at, at all. It lost new program. Oh, here. Why don't you guess what it lost new program to? Just think of shows that came out uh, end of 2018 and early 2019. Uh, hmm. I actually can't. I, I, there, I can't think of what it would be. What was it? Uh, Russian Doll. I was thinking Netflix and I was like, which Netflix show would it have been? Yeah. So it lost a new program to Russian Doll that year. And um, relatedly, Russian Doll, obviously from Natasha Leone, and she won comedy, like individual achievement in a comedy this yes. year for Poker Face. So TSA loves Natasha Leone. Um, and then uh, Succession has three acting nominees in drama. They all lost to Ray Seahorn. Great win. She is the first supporting performer to win that category, which is gender neutral. So, but it's usually Leeds winning. Not just because of this, but also I've switched to Ray winning at, at the Emmys, Joyce, whenever the Emmys exist. Um, did you do it before this though, or after this? I did it after this because I just recently updated my picks. But I was thinking about it. We've talked about we've talked about this. We've talked about this for a while, but I just feel like that race is not as locked up for Jennifer Coolidge as it might seem on first glance, because she has so much internal competition from her own White Lotus cast members, plus Jay Smith Cameron laying around there as a succession fave. And then Ray kind of like maybe pulling off a win in a very competitive, what has become a very competitive maybe category. I mean, you know, I would love to see it. I just, I don't know if I can predict a better call Saul win 
ever again. <laughs> so the reasons not to beyond that it's never won a single Emmy. So that's a great reason not to. Uh, the other thing is, if you're thinking about momentum, it's completely out of sight, out of mind. The season and the series ended last summer. So we're not, it's a, if she could win this Emmy about 15 months, 16 months, maybe after the show went off the air. So it seems a little, little dicey to predict. Uh, that said, I was like, White Lotus is also not a recent show. So there's also like kind of no, maybe. But it's a bigger show. It's definitely a bigger show, obviously. Show. And I was like, I mean, I think if, if Jay Smith Cameron had season three material in season four through no fault of her own based on the edits, she would have easily, I would have her winning easily here because I think it's very, they're just going to go clean succession sweep in a lot of places. It feels like to me without that. I just think Ray could win. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, if, if I could, if I were a member of the TV Academy, I would vote for Ray. Um, I, I didn't vote for her to win at TCA. So I have voted for her to win in the past at TCA, but this year I voted for Karen. It's tough um, with the, with the done, with the, all the actors, regardless yeah, the gender of gender neutral, and roles. Right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. And also there, there were nine nominees. So honestly, it doesn't take that much to win. It's like 11%, you know, and also Ray is obviously a TCA fave. And um, so the win is not surprising. No. And she's also the eighth consecutive woman to win, which is cool. Very cool. The category. Uh, um, yeah, like you said, I wouldn't like go crazy over it for, because of TCA. No, there's just like no correlation between no. the TCA and the Emmys. And, and also like this win, like I'm glad she gets, she finally gets, you know, real hardware for Better Call Saul because it's long overdue. But it this win just kind of feels more like when uh, we like TCA gave it to Carrie Russell right. and Carrie Coon and they who are also TSA faves and they did not win the Emmy. It, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I just, and again, when we, the Emmys take place in 2025 and we're celebrating this season of, of television three years from now, I just think Jennifer Coolidge could easily win. And we might be like, boy, remember three years ago when Jennifer Coolidge was so obviously going to win and we just should have like stung with her. But I, right now I just feel like Ray has a good shot because I think White Lotus is very competitive in show for Jennifer Coolidge and just do between Megan Faye and I, I agree. Plaza. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like, you know, if Better Call Saul were stronger as a whole. Yeah, that's a big issue. That's the biggest. Anymore, if it's even like won a single Emmy anywhere. That's um, like Ray's, Ray's run at the Emmys is so weird because, I mean, I think it's clear by now that, you know, early on in Better Call Saul's run, it just kind of benefited from the Breaking Bad afterglow, you know? And then like acting wise, it was like people who were already on Breaking Bad, like Bob Odenkirk and Jonathan Banks getting nominated early on. Um, and then, you know, when John Carlos Vizito came on that, like Michael McKean should have been nominated for season three and he wasn't. And then he got a guest nom for season four. And that just kind of felt like they like the acting branch especially was just kind of behind on the show because it's just also a completely different vibe of a show like Breaking Bad is you know a thriller and it's fast paced and it's uh you know like driven by plot and Better Call Saul is the complete opposite it's mm -hmm. like driven by character and it's slow and meditative you know so so I think like that's why it took Ray so long to get on their radar the acting branch so she finally 
got on their radar last year and she made it in. And it's great that she was also able to hang on when they completely went off of Banks and Giancarlo, Mm -hmm. you know, and they didn't invite any other, you know, like Tony Dalton or anyone else um, from Better Call Saul in. Uh, Yeah, so I, I don't know, you know, like last year I gave up on predicting her for a nomination and she got nominated. So I feel like I just can't even predict her for the win and she would win. Like, I'd rather not predict her and be surprised and happy that she wins i think that's fair i i'm gonna probably stick with her through this because i just i'm not confident in in jennifer coolidge not because of jennifer coolidge just because the competition from the show i feel like is really strong yeah i mean where is ray in the odds let me look is she second or like third she's probably second i think she's probably second too because i feel like people don't they're like anti-dicting and then Smith, J. Smith Cameron's third, Aubrey Plaza fourth, and Megan Faye fifth. Just what are we watching here? People, update your predictions. Megan Faye should be a lot higher. No, I think it's it's just a lot more, you know, like casuals. Like there's hundreds of people. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. maybe not as in tuned to stuff. Like yeah. Aubrey Plaza is obviously a more famous. Megan Faye, even though Megan Faye has the the moment and the ink. Yes. In the finale, so. Yeah, like I think like in in our column last week, I think I said that I if if Jennifer wins, I think it will be a closer margin than what she won by last year. Like I think last year was a complete blowout. And this year might also be a pretty big gap too if she wins, but I think Megan especially would make it closer. Yeah, I think she would too. Like we'll never know, but no. they should uh, really release the vote totals. All these I shows should. Imagine. It'd be great. Yeah, but but did, did you switch to Natasha Leone after TCA or no? I can't say I did. And in fact, maybe bad idea, Jeans. I think I dropped her into last and moved up uh, Jenna Ortega to fourth. I think I switched them. I mean, I have always had Natasha last. Just so. because uh, Poker Face missed the series. Right. And no one has won that category um, without a series nomination since Melissa McCarthy or Mike and Molly. And then I think at, at TCA, she also benefited from the bear vote split because Jeremy Allen White and Iowa Deberry were nominated. And you might think like maybe Jeremy would like get all the votes, but like Iowa's pretty popular herself. And again, it's like, I, I think this one only had eight nominees. Yeah. yeah. So, so like that's like 12 percent uh 12 percent of the vote so it doesn't take a lot and you know you know she already won for russian doll so yeah no it makes I sense her. I'm, I'm correcting myself i have her in fourth and i have christina applegate in fifth mm-hmm. i have jen ortega in third uh yeah i don't know i don't i don't think she's gonna win but i do think this category is right for a surprise yeah we could do com. We'll do comedy after we talk only murders. So we'll get to this later, I guess, very briefly. But uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what to do here. But the, Natasha's win at TCA did not really spark a lot of thoughts of an upset for me, at least. No, like I, I think Jeremy probably would have won had Io not been nominated. Yeah, but it's also cool that Natasha won because she's the sixth consecutive woman to win this too. So these just women dominating these yeah. categories um and but because also 
like the bear one new program and comedy over poker face so like i think that is the stronger show yeah. compared to poker face so Certainly. i think it would have won had she had io not been there not so. a vote split yeah yeah but i don't know like the rest of these yeah the bear and succession were the only ones to get more than one win do you think uh the bear have you we, we'll do i guess we'll let's hold i'm gonna put a pin in that hold on because i want to we'll, when we do comedy uh categories here we can talk about the bear versus ted lasso uh joyce one of our, our favorite comedies only murders is back it returned yesterday on tuesday with two november, episodes or november why am i saying november august 8th yes two episodes what you think well we had both already seen eight episodes so yes. I didn't I didn't watch it yesterday. <laughs> but um, I really like the season and um I love Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep and Martin Short is on fire this season. I think the first two, you know, does a lot of setup. I, I the first episode was great for Paul Rudd. When I mean spoilers if you haven't seen it, if the first two episodes, then get out of here. But you know, he did not actually die in the theater. He comes back. Um, after a trip to the hospital and then he gets his insane unhinged monologue <laughs> um and in oliver's apartment and then he dies at the end of the episode so down an elevator shaft so he dies in the building so the title still applies uh he's great meryl i think is like top tier meryl for me she's so good Love her playing a bad actress. <laughs> so good. Uh, it, she's just amazing. I, I really, really love her so much on it. And I'm so excited for her to get an Emmy nominee next year, I'm assuming. She, so I talked to um, the Murders editor last week. And then afterwards, we were talking about season three. And she said that uh, the monologue that Meryl does in in the opening um of the premiere she did in one take and i was like of course she did like duh. great monologue in the premiere yeah and that you know they the show just kind of leans into like all of like meryl and paul's like personas like so to speak and you know like she does like three different accents at the table read um and then you know paul just kind of like leaning into like his lovable charisma but also playing a character who's like a jackass but like doesn't realize he's like a jackass you know it reminded me a little of bobby newport on parks and rec that's mm -hmm. the, that's the that's the like yeah. level he's on. i also want more of girl cop i love girl cop girl cop was great love i love i love fake uh fake, fake media shows, fake, yeah, fake girl shows cop, cobra love all that stuff yeah. his resume um i really enjoyed the fifth episode coming up i have to go that? back the thing is when you watch them when you have screener priv privilege like we do and you just watch them all kind of in a jumble i don't know actually remember well it's I not I, I wouldn't say this is a spoiler because john hoffman has done some interviews and he's referenced this already but meryl and barton strike up a romance okay yeah that's a great one martin is amazing on this season i think it's like i i don't think he has any shot of winning against jeremy allen white but i do think like this is a like vindication for him being the lone lead acting nominee from this show if you're a voter and you're like 
man, I can't believe we snubbed Steve Martin. Steve Martin is still great, but like Martin Short is like the best on this season. I feel like of the two of them, he's got the uh, also a ton to do seemingly. I mean, he already, you know, at the end of two is when he has the heart attack yes. and that he envisions the the musical adaptation of death rattle so really good uh, yeah he gets a lot of material and i kind of love that the show in general leans into the melancholy a lot because the basis of the show is like these three kind of loners who come together and start a podcast because this is like their shared interest you know but like there's still kind of like like a like a sad undercurrent throughout the show always and this season kind of really enhances that because you know it it flashes back to all the rehearsals for death rattle and um mabel feels kind of left out because she's not part of the show you know and then now she's like moving out of the building and so they're they feel like this kind of like detachment from each other and there's kind of like resentment but not and i feel like that's very true of friendships you know just go through just like rough patches so in the first two do what other guest stars show up in the first two? I guess how I'll word it that way, so I know what I can say. Or are we allowed well, to I mean, say they, like they certain... show a bunch of guest stars in the trailer, so okay. we can talk about those. Like they show Tina Fey and Matthew Broderick. And how about trailer. Jesse Jesse Williams? Is he in the trailer? He's in the first two episodes. He is don't okay. I, I don't remember. I don't remember when they show up. I watched but it so he's long. He's at the table read because he's filming the documentary. Okay, know? that's right. So Jesse Williams is great. Uh, I love him in it. I always love Jesse Williams and stuff. He's like really charming and like a great like rom com type actor. I think. And Tina Fey rules in her uh, appearance as well. Those are my two fave guest stars beyond Meryl and Paul. Yeah, Jesse has, I think it's in the third episode. He has a lot of a lot of screen time with Selena in the third one. And then there is, I think it's the same episode, but there is an, like a gag, I guess you could call it, involving Meryl. And I like to believe that they wrote it because of jesse we'll talk I don't about know, know what i'm talking about i, I don't remember I, I will remember once you say it but i don't remember it now i can't say it okay live but well, it's, it's, well, it's, it's like a line but i i mean once everyone hears it i think they'll make the same connection okay yes uh yeah it's silly to talk about like emmys for next year when the Emmys for this year might not even had take place by the time Emmy voting starts next year. Who knows? Uh, but I obviously think this show will continue to be a, a strong contender for nominations. Yeah, like it it lost, obviously, several nominations this year compared to last year, like notably Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a very good show, very solid show. And I, I don't, I think like, I'm, I don't know, I'm like projecting here, but I think most people just want to watch like a, like an enjoyable, funny, engaging show. And it doesn't need to be like an all-timer or anything, you know? And I think the show is that. Yeah, it's, it's a like solid- kind of vibes. Yeah, you know? it's a solid like BB plus to me. Yes, yeah. It's never my favorite, but I enjoy watching it. Yes, yeah. It's like a good consensus show. And it's- qualities remain consistent now through three seasons mm-hmm. and that's why i feel like it's surely going to be like like we said like it'll when we're doing these picks next year it'll be like series contender for a nomination like all the like very similar nominations plus the paul rudd and merrill ads hopefully yeah they would both be in supporting 
and certainly yeah. seem like they could get in. I, I would say Meryl would be like a lock in already. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all did the same when she was announced um, as a Big Little Lies cast member and she got the nomination. So um, she's better on this than she was in Big Little Lies. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, like, I think it's it's like the storyline, too, that that she has. Um, And then she gets to do, you know, a bit more comedy and like physical comedy, which I feel like we don't see her get to do a lot no so it's actually uh, like you said especially it's like, recently it's so. like a perfect Meryl role but it also feels like completely fresh because she doesn't have the chance to do like this stuff as much yeah but it's impossible there's, to think there's also like enough drama in it yeah. too so yeah and I feel like you know last year when season two was airing which it, it aired earlier because it premiered at the end of June we were talking about like how that might help it win wise for season one um and it didn't really like it, it won some creative arts emmys but nothing above the line and it won't help this year either i mean i mean i think the person who would be helped most based on the nominations is martin short obviously because he's great and like i think he's even better in season three than he was in season two and he was obviously like a high point in season two but that category feels just so he's so far behind jeremy he's White. the best fourth yeah it's like tough tough beat probably yeah i do hope like maybe you know the show and him could get some shine in the upcoming winter awards without a lot of these other shows in the running so that would be great i mean like the bear will still be around for season two you could make the argument that We've only we've seen eight of the ten only murders, and I guess you I wouldn't do this because I think Jeremy Allen White would clearly win for Bear season two. But you could make the argument if you wanted to that with a lack of competition, Jeremy Allen White and the Bear kind of moving away from from Carmi as like the main main focus, right? Like I think he was like obviously a focus, but certainly like Io and Evan had way more to do in season two. And a lot of the other supporting characters were fleshed out. And then Martin ascending in season three of Only Murders, especially opposite Meryl. I could like talk myself into pretzel logic into thinking he could win, but I would not do that probably. So, Or how about this? <laughs> how about Only Murders winning SAG ensemble over the bear? That I can see. I could see that, especially with the ads of Meryl and, and Paul Rudd. I do think it's, it's a slightly like as an actual ensemble, it's more ensemble than the bear, which was a lot more individually character driven in season two. Mm-hmm. You know, so but I think they do just like the bear more. So I think that like probably doesn't matter, or it'll just be like Ted Lasso winning. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think like season three of Murders will really impact the show for season two of the emmys that much above the line like it could probably still win some crafts yeah but like in the last year or so yeah um but still a great show really great it's it's one of the shows that my normie friends uh watch consistently so yeah people like it like you said it's a solid it's a solid show Mm -hmm. how about um your girl selena gomez next year with 
a barren field. I mean, I hope she gets in. I got to say, like, I've not been overly like it. Nothing, nothing we've seen so far has made me be like, she has to get in, I guess. She, of the eight we've seen, she doesn't have a flipping the pieces yet. No. And I feel like the fact that they've added these other massive stars has pushed her down the ladder a little to me. You know what I mean? Like, she's not like. I mean, she's not in the same category as Meryl, but you're saying they'll think of nominating Meryl before her. It's not even about the nominating. I just feel like from a material, like if you're thinking about the show and you're a fan of the show, maybe you used to be like, oh, I love Selena Gomez and like Martin Short or whatever. Like you, she would be in the like top half of your thoughts. But now that the fact that they've had Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep, plus Martin Short doing great stuff and Steve Martin still being Steve Martin, it feels like she's now fifth most like, not compelling but you know what i mean like if you were just ranking your faves like i don't know how high she would be for a lot of people cumulatively the selenators probably still have her number one but i wonder if normies would also feel that way i think she's just not going to be as thought of as much as the other people and she also like you said hasn't had as much to do uh or not has had like not a showcase moment in the season so far yeah the season is really kind of centered on the musical obviously the show and uh oliver and then there's like steve has uh some stuff he like the fourth episode is big for him yeah and um and yeah like like mabel has her own storyline for sure but it's not it's like adjacent to the a storyline of the production um and oh so you know who else is great on this season linda Emmond really great great like sixth man performance who who plays her son um uh wesley taylor absolutely okay. fucking hilarious performance as well uh really funny gross like incestuous mother-son relationship <laughs> it's it's really leaning into arrested development vibes yes really enjoying it but yeah they're they're really fun they pop up every now and then so good. great energy. Maybe well. guest actress nomination for her. I don't know. I don't remember how many she was in. She's not in a lot. I don't think she's in. No, but she could be in like the last two. We, two we don't know. We don't so. know. Comedy series, Joyce, it's tightened up, I would say. Has it? Well, the bear and Ted Lasso are less than 100 votes separating in our odds. Ted Lasso still in first. The bear rising like a phoenix. Uh, I still have ted same but everything is seemingly screaming that we should be switching to the bear but i just don't believe it until i see it yeah it's kind of like better call saul winning an emmy to me the other thing is it feels like a hope it's it's a i understand why the bear is rising and i do think like when we talk about this year when we were talking about this next year i will have the bear clearly winning comedy series without a doubt uh i think it's like Ted Lasso on the 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 world online not the biggest fan of the season. Emmy voters did not give a shit. They loved it. No, they gave it more nominations than it ever gave them before. So editing nominations choice two, two editing nominations for this season. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that the Emmy voters are like not listening to anybody talking online, nobody tweeting on X. No, it's posting. Is it now? Posting posting on X. 
but I still call it Twitter and tweeting and retweeting. Obviously, it's, it's like you know, I don't, I don't call it the what is it the the Mario Cuomo bridge. I still call it the Tap and Z. You know. Oh yeah. 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 So no one, uh, no one outside of New York understands that, but. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think, and then also, uh, season two of the Bear obviously factoring hev- heavily into people's picks in season one, right? But this is still for season one. I know it's hard to separate. And I do think the bear will win other awards. And the other thing is like, I just think Ted Lasso is too well positioned to win series, even if it only wins like directing and maybe like one other award. You know what? I, mean? I don't think it's going to win a lot of awards, but I feel like it's more like maybe like succession last year, where it wins like three things and like calls it a day this year. I think succession won like way more than it did last year. I'm not comparing Succession Season 3 to Ted Lasso Season 3 in quality because I think Succession Season 3 was fucking great. Ted Lasso, I had some qualms with. Uh, But all that being said, I just feel like I understand why the bear is rising, but I do not expect it to actually win for this season. This kind of just reminds me of four years ago when Game of Thrones ended with a terrible eighth and final season reviled eighth and final season um i would not say the sentiment the divisive sentiment towards the ted finale is the same like it still has a lot more affection than the game of thrones finale did but that still won i never went off of game of thrones and i don't really think anyone did i think it was always number one i mean i could go back and look at the odds but uh, but I, I guess that was also different that year because there was no obvious alternate like we have this year in the bear to um, dethrone Game of Thrones. So like that year, the nominees, the other nominees were Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, and This Is Us. So, I mean, like, you know, like no- nothing really like the bear-esque here you know like succession was still on the rise this is when season two was airing um and that was also why i predicted it to win writing because it was clear that it was like getting bigger so i do think the comp is then this that that comp is the bear and succession would be the same i think the season one of succession is great and we're we're doing another rewatch joice of it oh yeah i'm i'm on my third rewatch of the year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's just awesome. And I love uh, one of the things I love about the first season is like how much is seeded, probably intentionally so, into the long arc of the story, right? You know what I mean? Like so much stuff that happens in the first like four episodes really does end up paying off in the finale, regardless of the series finale. Regardless, I was like, I do think that there's a comp there between Succession and The Bear because Succession season one still was not like a slam dunk show. I think it's great. And like, I love it, but like, I think it got better in season two and then better in season three and better in season. Yeah. Four. And also when season two was airing, it, it premiered in August, 2019. And that was when it like blew up, like gradually, like it was like a thing online on Twitter. It was like, you know, you could tell, like there was a lot more chatter about it online, especially. And then you could tell that the industry was watching it too. Yes. Um, like throughout the rest of the season so but yeah but like it definitely was not it it didn't have the type of uh guild performance that the bear had right. leading in or winter performance leading in where you would be like that that is like definitely 
number two. I think I did eventually have it a number two in my predictions, but it realistically, it probably was not number two in the final mm-hmm. tally. Um, like it just won DGA for Adam McKay <laughs> for directing the pilot um, that winter. But so I, I looked up the odds for 2019. So Game of Thrones, number one with a bullet, you know, like almost everyone was predicting it. It had 2,510 total votes. And number two was Killing Eve. Wow. And its total votes to win were 419. And then number three was Ozark. And its total number one votes were 54. Succession was all the way down in sixth. And it had 51 people. Oh, no, 52, excuse me people predicting it to win 52 uh we salute you yes mm-hmm. it long, this is a long way of saying i'm not moving off ted lasso i just don't think it's gonna lose yes same <laughs> i don't think it is but, but just... also my other point was that year game of thrones um one series and it's only other above the line win was peter dinklage obviously so, so i think i currently have ted winning series and directing so i have it also winning series and directing i don't have winning any acting and that's a twist that I've changed because I went to uh, your pal James Marsden. Oh, did you now? Why? Well, because of all the stuff we talked about, I think that is like really, really a tight category. It's the uh, most competitive one. And I think it would be easy to th- suggest that like Brett Goldstein would win again or maybe Phil Dunster to me at least, even though Dunster is like not higher and is still like lower in the odds than I think he should be. Where what, just, what, is, what is the ranking right now? Right now it's Tyler James Williams in first. I have him in sixth. Same. Then Evan Ma's back rack on the back of uh, Forks. Obviously. Then Brett, James Marsden, Anthony Carrigan, Phil Dunster, and Henry Winkler. I, I don't have that. I have <laughs> I have James now in first. I have Phil in second and Brett in third. I think if it was just one of Brett or Phil, the Ted Lasso would win here. This would be a Dak thing win very easily. But I think if you watch the show, Phil is the MVP by far. Getting a nomination for him was the hardest part. He'd never been nominated. And he could easily win. I do think that he could win. But I do think Brett was so good also this season and really did no reason. If people love Brett Goldstein for the first two seasons, they still would love him in the third season. And so I do think there could be like a severe vote split there. Uh, I have Eben in fourth because this is still for season one. I think Forks would really help him, but the character was a little more prickly in season one, not super likable. And I think he will easily be a top contender to win for season two, but I'm not sure he has enough with just Forks and season one to win for season one. And then I have Anthony Carrigan in fifth, Tyler James Williams in sixth, and Henry Winkler in seventh. Uh, so I haven't changed anything. So I still have James, Evan, Phil, Brett, Anthony, Tyler, and Henry. Um, I I think it's probably ultimately between James, Evan, and Phil. And then there's like Brett there, like an obvious three-peat option. But I think like those top three have the most going for them. And I feel like 
when you look back on this past season or eligibility period, whatever, like they were, their performances were like their shows. I know like the bear, like for Evan is like season two really of Forks, but like there are really what you're talking about in this category at least. And I do think Forks could be Evan's rainbow because it's like basically this like his uh Richie's trajectory on the bear is like the same as Roy's on Ted Lasso like they're the same type of archetype like the prickly guy in season one that you're you it's like still kind of likable you know and then they kind of get like quote-unquote redeemed in season two you see more sides to them they they both have a new uh professional pursuit you know Mm -hmm. or like you know they they just have a different a different type of job and uh they learn about themselves and uh and that's really when uh people at large fell in love with them and like we know like that's definitely why like brett won in 2021 mm-hmm. for season one with a season two episode that aired during voting um so i think like that does help Evan, even though this is technically awarding him for season one but i think they they're not gonna hardline that when they're voting i think when they're voting they're just voting for people they like performances they like and that's you know recent history recent memory like the bear season two so i don't know um i but yeah i still have james in first because he's also like the most different well, here yeah it's the most different there's obviously a lot of passion for that show and for the actors he's also an actor i think who people like really like it kind of reminds me of tell me if you think this is a stupid comp but i kept i was thinking of like billy crudup for the morning show when he won you know what i mean like it was like that was like maybe an upset a little bit or like unexpected but if you really think about it it was like pretty obvious in hindsight and i feel like james is like a similar actor in terms of like the fact that he's worked with a million different people and people really like him to Billy Crudup. Uh, I mean, Billy was was the favorite because he also like when the morning show premiered, people were just like, oh, he's like unhinged on the show and he right. won Critics' Choice already. Right. So he was like already the front runner going in. So it wasn't like his nomination was also expected, which you couldn't really say the same for James, you know, but I agree about like the general sentiment, like he's been you know in the industry for so long and this is his first nomination from his peers Mm -hmm. individually like he has a bunch of SAG nominations for ensemble from like 30 Rock, Westworld, like Hairspray all this stuff Mm -hmm. you know so yeah I guess there there could be kind of like like an urge or whatever to be like oh like he we we can finally like recognize him for something and this is also like a great performance because he's just riffing on you know like entitled actors in general and stuff and then also he has you know arguably the most difficult job of everyone here just because of the premise of jury duty and you know he got in for series i think we both have a winning casting it's clearly a show that's very well liked and in a race that's really close where we said like i think if any of these four people and I guess we'd have to say plus Tyler James Williams based on the odds. So I don't believe that he really has as much of a shot as these other four. Like you can make a case for anybody here to really win. And if anybody did win, I wouldn't be surprised, let's say, or at least shocked. 
you know, it wouldn't be like totally shocking. I, I I would only be the most surprised by Henry. Same. But like, if any of these other six won, you'd be like, oh, cool. Like, I'm not, I'm not totally. Yeah, like, I, I want Anthony Kerrigan to win, but I don't think he's winning. <laughs> and when it's the margins are that close, I do think like the incredible passion for James and the show could really put him over the top. And I think if it was just Phil or Brett, like I said, I think I would easily have them winning. I don't think this would be nearly as close, but the fact that Phil and Brett both got in makes it a lot harder for one of them to win to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. If like, there's only one Ted guy, you could argue like he would just get all those votes. But I, I think it's also kind of, you know, it's hard to say, like, even if like Phil was your favorite, right. Of your favorite performance of Ted this season like if he was not nominated that doesn't necessarily mean that you would just automatically vote for Brett like what if you didn't like Brett this season what if your second performance uh the, of this category is James you know or yeah. like Anthony you know it doesn't automatically mean like all your fill votes would go to Brett I guess I mean I guess to me it's like the they're the bolt like if I I think they were the best parts to both of them. Like, I guess if it was like a different Ted actor or something, maybe I could see that. I don't know. I just think like, if you loved Phil, you also love Brett. I, I do think they were definitely the Phil and Brett innocent from Ted Lasso season three type things. Like if it was, and if it was Brett versus like another Ted Lasso actor or Phil versus another Ted Lasso actor, who's not Brett or Phil, I think I would have them winning as well. Because like, if it was like Toby Jamo or like, brendan hunt or somebody who was not as universally beloved it wouldn't really be a vote split i don't think there'd be any concern there but... oh no i agree i mean basically we're seriously considering brett because he's the two-time defending champion right. <laughs> so I, and yeah I, I don't know i think mean, this is a really fun category but i do think i'm not sure evan would be second but i mean he could be i have him in fourth but easily could have him in second so it doesn't matter I, I just think because like he is the only person from the bear here, like he doesn't have that's like true. you know another co-star like you know the Ted guys or the Barry guys. Not that I think Henry would really eat into Anthony's votes that much because yeah. it's like the same thing. If you if you watch Barry, like no ho Hank all the way. Um. So and I do think like the recency bias of season two of the bear is probably big. factor here you know i mean we've talked about this before but it's like what if the bear were a weekly draw you know then like forks would have just aired i think if bears the bear if the bear was a weekly drop it would have helped uh, a lot but who's to say based on the fact that we have the strike and nobody's like they did a ton of press like, around like the it's, it's definitely we, we know people watched it we know they watched it yeah you know, it might not be um you know top of mind the top of conversation right now but like it, it was watched and it's probably continued to be watched you know in the past month yeah so uh quickly comedy actress choice we mentioned this before i don't know who's going to win here i guess uh, everyone still has quinta brunson it seems like just a no-brainer she's well ahead in the odds of rachel brosnahan the rachel brosnahan on the rise Quint is slightly on the arrow pointing down. We both have Rachel Brosnahan. I guess the thing that's keeping me from like feeling very confident about this is I'm not, I don't get the sense 
let me rephrase that. I don't get the sense that a lot of people are still like excited about Mrs. Maisel, but I do get the sense that industry people love the sh- still love the show and like still consider it like a great show and they were excited about the final season. But there's not a lot of buzz around it. Certainly like if you're polling the film Twitter of TV, Quinta Brunson would be the runaway. You mean just, just TV Twitter? Yeah. TV Twitter is not as intense as film Twitter. I just call it film Twitter colon TV. Uh, and I think Film Twitter Colin TV loves Abbott Elementary and Quinta Brunson a lot more than probably Emmy voters do. And so I think that kind of clouds your perception of this race because like if you just talk to somebody online or just they might be like, obviously Quinta Brunson is going to win. But I do think Rachel and Mrs. Maisel could return here to win. So I'm sticking with her, but I'm not confident. And I have Jen Ortega in third because I'm like, who, who cares? I don't know. Series nomination, I guess. So like, sure. Yeah, I think you can make an argument for like any of them to win, maybe not as strongly for Christina or Natasha because their shows were not nominated and Christina is a lone nominee, you know, but you could definitely argue her personal narrative for sure, you know, I and people have. Um, And yeah, I have the other three and the top three because their shows were nominated for series. Um, Yeah, like I said, like, Quinta is the safe pick and I think if she were to win it will just be like oh yeah so then like we'll move on like you know and it's like a perfect time for her to win without Gene Smart here and so really the only place Abbott seems like this is maybe their best chance to win above the line I mean you could you could say Cheryl too Cheryl Lee Ralph and supporting um and it's just like all of them have like their shows have some sort of deficit in some way right like Abbott didn't really expand this year like you would maybe have expected it to especially for a show that did so well last year it won three Emmys and then you know a lot of shows like that like they surge sophomore year in terms of nominations but only increased by one and it lost one of the categories in one last year in writing you know and Rachel, you know, like Maisel got 14 nominations, which is, you know, a great haul for uh, an older show on its last season, but it lost Tony Shalhoub. Right. Called, we, I, I, I feel like I was your an guy, early your guy, Tony. I was an early adopter on that one. Um, and then like, you know, Wednesday also like it's, it's just basically carried by crafts, you know, as we expected. So, and then like you said, you know, Christina low nominee, and Natasha, you know, Poker Face Missed series. So they all have something, a, a strike against them somehow. <laughs> so I guess it's just kind of like deciding which strike affects who the least. And then, I don't know, like, like we've talked about this, you know, like I think Rachel would win under the tape system with four minutes. I, I think her tape would be amazing and she'd win. I also think, again, I just this is i'm gonna i mean people think i don't like abbott i like abbott it's totally fine it's actually like we were saying before i would consider like a bb plus just like only murders it's a very yeah again abbott and and murders are shows that my normal friends always watch and they're just totally fine and very watchable and always are consistently good right i've never like oh that abbott elementary episode sucked it's always like funny or really funny right Mm -hmm. and like that's i mean that's it so i this is what i'm this is how i'm coming to it i just uh, the quinta brunson performance there's nothing not special about it but it just feels like 
not the type of performance that would win from a degree of difficulty standpoint, from like a showiness standpoint. And yeah, she could win, sure, like we said, like very easily here. And in the competition, you know, is not the strongest, certainly no Gene Smart. But I think if you were like, I don't know, I just think Rachel has the better performance. So if it's going on merit, which they, th- there's not just merit involved here, it feels like Rachel Brosnahan would win, but maybe not because Abbott is still a very more, maybe Abbott is more visible show. And so that could help Clint to win. And they can't vote for her for writing. So maybe that's another reason why she would win here. They can vote for her in guests for SNL against yeah. her TV mom. Yeah. Not, I'm not expecting that one. Yeah. Um, I think people are also he- uh, hesitant to return to Rachel, return to predicting. Sure. No. Rachel, um, because, you know, like they, they haven't returned to the well, really, under uh, the system here outside of Julia Louis Dreyfus, obviously. And then, yeah. but then, like, if you look at the people who won after Rachel, so she won in. 2018 when julia uh was not around because you know they took a year off um and then 2019 it was phoebe waller bridge fleabag domination you know and you know she handed jld her only loss for beep uh 2020 Catherine o'hara shits domination uh 2021 Maisel not around gene smart wins and then last year, Gene Smart wins again over Rachel. So she is like... You could rationalize those losses very easily. Yeah, it's like they haven't returned to Rachel since she won. But then you look at like the people who've won since then. And it all makes sense. Yeah. I... It's like, I don't think she was ever beating gene last year you know and it's like i i guess it's also like easy like what i was saying before is like she she didn't get to she didn't go back to back right it's like you know you had jld going back to back mm-hmm. and then like gene was able to go back to back so it's like rachel has not won in four years like this is the fifth year coming up and so that's a long gap it's too. big like like, it's not like she won, like, you know, the first two seasons or something. And so, like, she won, she's won nothing in between. She didn't defend her crown at all. So it's like, they're going to go back to her. Like, she's going to win for the first and last seasons. The other, so let me ask you this then. With, it, it makes it seem, when you say it like all this, it makes it seem very unlikely that she would win. And Quint, I don't think, is a strong front runner, even though she is the front runner. So then do you think there is a world where one of these other contenders and nominees can actually win? Like we were goofing on. I mean, does Natasha Leon really do have a shot then? Because like maybe there's enough passion there that if these are not strong top tier contenders, she could win. Without a series nomination. I, I think she would still like I think she needed the series nomination. Do you think Jenna could win? Jenna has the series nomination. I've, I've seen people, I, we've talked about this, like people have made the Zendaya argument for her. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of different because Euphoria is a more serious show than Wednesday. Yeah. I guess I'm, I mean, this is another one where I'm like, like you said, anybody who wins this on Emmy night in 2026, I'll be very uh, 
So I'll be like, sure, that makes sense. Like, I would not be totally shocked if any of these people won. I mean, again, the safe pick is still Quinta. I don't know about I will return to her whenever the Emmys are. I don't know. I mean, I might end up doing I, I kind of also have Rachel now just to be different because I know everyone has Quinta. And I feel I like- I just go back to Quinta too. So. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably stick with Rachel because I just wanted her to win. And I love the final season. You're, you're just hope dicting. I'm just hope dicting to win. Uh, quickly, we could do- Supporting actors, I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on Iowa Debris out in front. It feels like the summer of Iowa Debris cover of THR with an interview conducted before the strike, like all these interviews. Uh, she's got a million different projects. Seems like has the material from season one for the bear and then also great in season two. Uh, she's well ahead in first, ahead of Cheryl Lee Ralph. I think we both have her winning. Yeah, I have io um i mean i could see cheryl winning again um but i went off i mean just i think i had cheryl before the nominations winning the way the abbott the way they responded to abbott has shaken my resolve there let's say um i i think she she could win again if it were the tape system like we talked about last week with fire right i think it would be between her and alex borstein because alex did detest the roast deal which is a great tape great tape uh do you want to just do comedy directing comedy writing before we go to our our emails one email um well directing i like i said i have ted i too have ted only because I think it has to win something else. They've also shown that they love Ted. I mean, you you switched to Ted. I did because I was had too many bears. I just had too many bears. That's what it came down to. I had too many bears for it to not win series, and I don't think it's going to win series at all. So I just have to find a spot to go back. And I didn't go to like Phil or or Brett in supporting actor. Jason Sudeikis is not going to win best actor. Uh, anyway, so Ted directing. It's the lone nomination for Ted in directing. Feels like. Very and easy they submitted to five. So it feels like very easy for them to rally around that one. It's the finale, which is an episode people actually really did like. And I mean, I just, I still have that Stonehenge scene burned in my brain. Not the greatest FX, I would say. But, you know. But this is not an a FX. It's your directing winner. It's a directing winner. Uh, and I have the Baron second uh, for review. I think review is probably first and the odds, right? Well ahead of everything else. It's it's like dominating. I I think we we might just be in another Ronnie Lilly seven ten north situation. Mm-hmm. Um with review. It's like the technically more impressive episode that arguably should win. Mm-hmm. But it won't because the directing branch are series sheep. And if the bear is not winning series, then it won't win. I think that makes sense to me. And it and there's also not a triple vote split for Ted here. Which is a big deal. And that's how Hacks won two years ago. Uh and then for writing, we both have the bear, I believe. I do. And I have Jury Duty in second. I think I have Ted in second. 
and I have Jerry Judy in third. Uh, but I think the bear would win for writing, and that's a great episode. It's a pilot. I mean, it's the pilot, so. And great. You can't go wrong with a pilot submission. Um, um, Ed has never won writing. No. So it, and this, this is not uh, the year to maybe, do it. Maybe his, it's last chance if it never comes back, you know, but I, yeah, I would, I have it in fourth. I have it also behind Barry in third. Wow. That was uh, a better written episode. Uh, emails, Joyce. You can email us at slugmasterdolderby.com. I think I admonished our viewers, viewer, viewers last week. Please email us. It'd be great. Any kind of comment. You, you can even just ask, when do you think the Emmys will be? Would be a great question. I'm not going to answer that right now. Nobody emailed it. If you want our answers, email us at slugfestigolderby.com. Uh, we can talk about that. Soon we'll go into movie. A, a lot of emails lately were about Barbenheimer. But we talked about that last week. We talked so. about that all the time. You got to stop sending emails about that. Yeah. Great movies. Uh, no, here's the email, Joyce, as I load it up, from uh, Safia, who writes, Hello, Christopher and Joyce. With three of the Emmy acting categories split between only two shows, I was wondering if the Emmy should reintroduce a version of FYC tapes. For instance, an actor could submit a clip of their work up to five-ish minutes in length for the voters to watch. That way, Emmy voters could sample a wider range of options without having to watch every possible TV show in contention. Let me know what you think, and thanks for all your great work. Always love to hear you guys discuss the Oscar and Emmy races. Best, Safia. Joyce, I feel like anything about tapes and systems is your wheelhouse. So what what, what do you say? But th this is uh, about phase one, like for nominations? Yes, for nominations. To call it, to call it down? Yes. I mean, that's that's still going to be a lot of tapes because there's a billion shows right now. I, I wonder how fair it would be. I don't think I understand it in theory, and I but I don't think it would work in practice because of the amount of shows in general. It, this is not like 30 years ago when there's just, you know, the big four broadcast networks, you know, and not that many shows. Um, and I think... Yeah, like I think if, if you're just gonna do like select scenes of a person, like that would just benefit the people with baby scenes, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's tough. I'm sure anybody could find five minutes that are amazing. I mean, that's why, you know, like um, David E. Kelly's actors always thrived under the tape system because he, he knew how to write speeches. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think for like a more subtle performance where you really see um, the impact of it and you really appreciate what the performer is doing um, like towards the end of the season when you could see it in the rear view, I don't think a tape would work particularly well. Like when you, when you see scenes out of context, I think that would hurt most people. You, you know think, what I mean? Is The idea here would be to prevent succession and white lotus from like getting all right the yeah i understand yeah so what is a way to prevent that is it is i think it that's what we when when it was it like two weeks ago we talked about this a little bit like i think they need to limit the nominating slots on the ballot like even though there will be eight nominees in the category i think yeah they should just nominate like i think i was talking about like on our tsa ballot like we there are going to be eight nominees when they're announced, but we only get to nominate four in every category. 
And maybe that's the way to do it. Yeah, because right now it's the proportional rule. They get to, if there's eight slots, they get to nominate eight. And that ends up really hurting. And if you have four slots, then you have to decide. You have to be more selective. I'm only you know, going to nominate. You can't write down all, all the succession and all the white lotus men. Right. I'm going to have to decide on Matthew McFadden and Will Sharp and Arrivederci to everybody else. Yes. Yeah. You get those two and then you get to fill out two other people. So you can't max out on those guys from just those two shows. So that, then maybe if if they that system had been in place, maybe we would have seen, you know, like Jonathan Banks again, you know, or like John Lithgow for the old man, you know, something like that. But yeah, I think it's like the problem now with it, you know, I think I think it, it was like good they got rid of the unlimited ballot, but I think because there are still so many shows, like people are still just watching very few shows you know like they're too overwhelmed and then these were the biggest shows and then they're not proactive enough to think about what else that did i enjoy this season what else did i watch this season they may have not watched any other show besides the white lotus and succession (laughs) i the good news in quotes is that next year this will not be probably as big of an issue well we'll probably lose some slots you're gonna lose some slots submissions because there there won't be a lot of not a lot of shows probably not as many shows not and a lot of these big shows not around succession and white lotus and ted lasso like like better call Saul. you know a lot of these shows are gone so it'll be like more it'll kind of be like two years ago what uh, what is going to be this year's emily in paris what's on netflix i don't know i mean they'll 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 find something there'll be like some acquisition they'll have at the end of the year or something i'm i'm really excited for it they we like we have no idea what what else they have like i have no idea where any netflix show comes from like i just open it and it's like there's like all these new shows i don't know where that's what they like it's great Uh, so how do you expect you know voters to find them if your 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 viewers can't find them so but yeah i don't know i don't think the that tape system would necessarily fix things fix things i think it might be i mean you know in the guest categories it used to be that they would just um you know have tapes of the guest stars moments right like it would just be their moments um but i think that's kind of different from a series regular I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it really works when things are out of context. No. Uh, thank you, though, for the email. Email us at slugfestandgoldderby.com. Joyce will be back next week with more stuff to talk about, I guess. Next week, voting, voting is going to start. So we could talk about that. Maybe we do another round of picks. I don't even know. Who, mm-hmm. who can say? Uh, but it'll be so much fun. I'll talk to you then. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com. Follow us on social media at Gold Derby.